Everyone has taken shells to win the league. It's a really good squad. It looks like the budget's increased as well. Is that a, an interesting position to be in, given everyone expects you to win the league? Like last year, you know, year before, was Limerick year before, you know, it was Waterford and so on? Yeah, look, at the start of every season, no matter what level it is, where it is, someone's going to be paying this favourites and uh, we'll let people do the talking. Uh, we know how hard we've worked. We know we've gotten the dressing room. Of course, you know, we want to get promoted, we want to win the league. I don't really look at it like that, to be perfectly honest with you. I look at the squads that are built throughout the throughout the league and I think it's going to be the toughest force of in many years. So, uh, taking nothing for granted, it's going to be difficult for us to win games and we'll make it difficult for other teams to win games to be competitive league. I think they're probably, the, just looking at the squads and, and, and the investment, they're probably the two favourites. But, you know, that's, that's not to say we won't be up there and we won't be giving it a crack. We know it's going to be very competitive and, listen, we'll try and stay alive. Uh, as live in many games as possible and hopefully near the end of the season we'll be up there. Like everybody else, we're going to be there to win the league. But I do, I do totally agree with you. If we get to the playoffs, it'll be a fantastic season. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. This is Off The Ball. Yeah, hello there. You're very welcome to the League of Ireland podcast with Off the Ball and Boyle Sports. My name is Jamie Moore. How are you? You're very welcome to the show. Now, this is our first division preview. We're going to have one podcast every week for most weeks of the season, focusing on the Premier Division, the First Division, League of Ireland players abroad, etc. But for this week, because the First Division season starts a week later than the Premier League, we're going to bring you its very own League of Ireland First Division podcast here on Off the Ball. And we're going to hear from all 10 First Division clubs Head at the start of the new campaign this Friday. At Lone Town, welcome Wexford. It's Cabin Teeley against Bray. Drody United host Cove Ramblers. Galway United against Shells. And Limerick against Longford Town. So coming up over the next hour or so, at Lone manager Terry Butler and Wexford's Jack Doherty. Cabin Teeley director of football and first team boss Pat Devlin. Bray's Paul Keegan, their new captain and the manager Gary Cronin. Drada's Tim Clancy and his mate, the man who'll be facing on Friday, Cove manager Stephen Henderson. Kevin Horgan was signed by Galway this week. And revealed by a drone video, he'll tell us all about that. Against him will be Shelburne's Luke Byrne, who joined Shells from Shamrock Rovers in the off-season. While Limerick host Longford, and it's Limerick manager Tommy Barrett and Longford's, of course, very stylish Neil Fenn, who looked great in his suit at the launch this week. They'd all join us on episode two of our League of Ireland podcast, but it's mainly our first division focus. And let us now get the show on the road. Can't wait for the weekend of action to begin. And we're going to begin with the team who many people have down as favourites for the season. It's Shelburne and their new signing, Luke Byrne, who I caught up with at the League of Ireland launch at the Aviva Stadium last week. Off the Balls League of Ireland podcast. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. With Shelburne's Luke Byrne. Uh, Luke, firstly, you're a Shelburne player now. How has pre-season gone since you've uh, moved there from Shamrock Rovers? Yeah, it's gone really well. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, We've worked hard. We've been in, you know, we've been in a lot, and we've played games. You know, we've covered everything from gym sessions, running sessions, and uh, we're just looking forward to the start of the season now. Yeah, the League of Ireland is kind of interesting every off season because lots of players move. But you were at Rovers for a number of years. Why are you now a Shells player? Look, um, I had a long-term injury last year, and it wasn't my first at the club. And last year was the first year I really didn't. Uh, I wasn't a regular starter, so. Look, these things come to an end. I had a great time there, but it was it was time for me to move on, and uh, I'm delighted to get this opportunity. Yeah, there was a really good piece in the papers recently about shells and the type of uh, package they're offering players, not just a few quid a week. Tell me more about that and why you signed for the club. Yeah, look, I'm 25 now, and um, 
you always hear ex-pros telling you you've got to get your houses, you know, your house in order for after playing. So it's something I've made a conscious effort to do in the last couple of years. And I'm uh, not too far away from finishing a degree in DBS. And Shells have offered me the opportunity to, you know, combine studying with playing and potentially move into a bit of work after that. And coaching is something I want to continue doing. So in terms of the whole package, it's uh, yeah, it really worked out for me. And also, you've gone from training in the mornings now to training in the evenings. Is that been a, you know an interesting change for you, given you've been full time for the last number of years? Yeah, it is different. You know, just your whole day revolved around uh, going training in the morning, eating, sleeping, and then, like to get ready for a morning session. That's obviously flipped a bit with the uh, the nighttime training. But I actually prefer training at night. I always have done so. Um, it's not too much of an issue. Yeah, everyone is tipping shells to win the league. It's a really good squad. It looks like the budgets increase as well. Is that a, an interesting position to be in, given everyone expects you to win the league? Like last year, you know, year before was Limerick, year before, you know, it was Waterford and so on. Yeah, look, at the start of every season, no matter what level it is, where it is, someone's going to be pinned as favourites. And uh, we'll let people do the talking. And uh, we know how hard we've worked. We know we've gotten a dressing room. Of course, you know, we want to get promoted. We want to win the league. But uh, if people have put us on a mantle, that's that's their decision, but uh, we're not going to treat ourselves as these uh, this runaway favourite like other people are speaking about. Away to Galway in the opening game as well. Your thoughts on that trip down to Amy Park? It's always a place I've enjoyed going to play. Yeah, it's always a good pitch. Um, it should be a good game. It's the first night of the season. Everyone thinks they've got a chance of you know going on and having a great year. Everyone's full of optimism, so I'm sure they'll come and they'll be full of full of energy. But we've just got to match that. Luke Byrne, thanks a million. Best of luck. Cheers, Jamie. Yeah, that's Shelburne's Luke Byrne speaking to us here on our Off the Ball League of Ireland podcast First Division preview special. He'll be in the Shelburne team. We hope to face Galway United at Eamon DC Park this coming Friday, a 7.45 kickoff down there. The man who'll be in goal for Galway is Kevin Horgan, and he now joins us on the podcast. Kev, how are you? Hi, Jamie. How are things? Thanks very much for having me. No problem. Thanks a million for having a chat with me. Now, I'm very happy you're here, Kev, because you signed back for Galway from Shamrock Rovers. And I have to say, the best League of Ireland social media unveiling I've ever seen. For those who were under a rock during the week, tell us how Galway announced you were back. God, it was it was something I'd never thought I'd have. Anyways, they, uh, they flew a drone from... I would above the stadium and they brought it right down towards my face and I had to turn around as it was coming in. It was very good. Yeah, it was really very, cool. Uh, very uh, Hollywood. It was very Hollywood indeed. Um, who came up with the idea and how did it actually work? Because like you turned around at the perfect time and you made the pose and I must say it was really, really cool. I don't know now if I can tell you the inside tricks of the trade. Um, but what really happened was I turned around as it was moving away and then they rewinded it for the video. Oh wow! So it was real. So it looks very good, but uh, I'm not sure if I should have told you that. Now the the, the media lads and going might not be too happy. <laughs> ah well, uh, once the uh, the final product looked well, that's all that matters. And of yeah, course, I know it was brilliant. Fair play to them. Look, they've always been their social media and always always brilliant, uh, and it was a great idea. Yeah, it was indeed. And of course, the idea was to announce he'd left Rovers and rejoined Galway. Kev, on a serious note, why did you want to leave Shamrock Rovers, and how did the move back to Galway come about? Uh, well, Galway had gotten in contact uh, with Shamrock Rovers before, and they were just they they spoken a couple of times. And I obviously I know Alan Murphy from before when I was younger. Um, it was something that I was really interested in. Um, and when I spoke to Stephen Bradley in in Shamrock Rovers, he kind of felt that at the minute Alan Manis is ahead of me. Look, he did a brilliant end of the season last season, and he's come in. He's been brilliant in pre-season again. Um, so he kind of felt between the two was I wasn't going to play. Um, and that this was certainly an opportunity to go go get first team football. 
Yeah, because at the start of the last season at Shamrock Rovers, it was interesting with the goalkeepers yourself and Tomer Chensinski, I think, were both there and competing for the number one spot. And then in the middle of the season, Gavin Bazunu came in and played some games. And then Alan Mann assigned as well. So it was an interesting year. You know, you were in the team at certain times, on the bench other times, and then towards the end in the stand as well, which must have been hard given, I'm sure you signed for Rovers with the ambition to play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, it was difficult towards the end, all right. But Look, I got some great opportunities and playing some some big games for Rovers, um, and hopefully, I just I I feel like I've learned a lot from it. Um, so hopefully, I can bring that now down to Galway. The, the experiences I've had. Yeah, and there's a massive local feel to the squad that Alan Murphy is building, Kevin. You know, some younger players, some experienced lads coming back as well. The likes of yourself and Irla Davern and others. How have, how was your time back there been? Because you would have done a lot of pre-season you know, with Shamrock Rovers and now you're back for Galway and of course the season's only a couple of days away now at home to Shells down there in Eamon DC Park on Friday. Yeah, well, being back has been great. Um, the lads have all been brilliant. Um, and obviously, I, I know a lot of them from playing before. A lot of lads I would have played at under-19 level and a lot of lads I've watched when my brother was playing under-19 level like always, so I know a lot of them. Um, but there's a great kind of mix between experienced players and, and uh, young local lads. Um, so I think it's going to be a great year, a great learning year for the club. Um, a lot of players are going to be developing a lot. And it's going to be a lot of their, their first years playing first-team football, which is brilliant, which is what um, I think Alan was looking for, with that Project DNA in Galway. But, it's, yeah, there's a real local feel. I think the, the, the Galway locals are getting behind the club this year. There seems to be a great push um, with the reclaiming of the dike this year, um, which is going to be a, a great, great thing. Yeah, explain to me what this project DNA is, Kev, because I've seen bits about it on Twitter and I've heard a couple of interviews that uh, Alan Murphy has done, but in short, it's trying to get people playing for Galway and involved in Galway who have that Galway DNA in them. Yeah, and it's it's about getting the right people in um, and people who are going to work hard uh, for each other and look at being, it's about being a part of a good team and a good group of lads that are going to really push each other um, there's no no bad eggs in that dressing room at all, as far as I can see. And having spoken to, to Christopher, all the the younger lads, they all seem to really good lads that are going to work hard for each other, and that's that's something that you definitely need, and that's something that Alan really wanted. Yeah, and you opened the season on Friday, as I mentioned, Kev against Shells, everyone's favourites to win the league. I don't think they'll have it as as easy as people think. I think there'll be other teams in that first division who who can challenge them what's your thoughts on that opening fixture and I suppose the aims for the season overall given the playoffs are there and every season really someone in the first division has made a surprise push towards that top four I know that one year the playoffs weren't there but every other year you've, you know, you've had even UCD winning it last year when nobody expected you've had Cove and others making playoffs so you're hopeful to, to start with a with a positive performance against Shells and see, see where your season goes from there Yeah definitely um, it's going to be a tough game we know that I think I think have looked at the league and the players that are in it this year going to be a very competitive league so yeah I think you're right in saying that Shells won't just walk away with it um, they've obviously signed very well but at the same time I think on our day we can we can beat anyone um, it's going to take a, a big performance to, to beat them but uh, I think it's a great way to start the, start the season against the, the league favourites and really set out a marker for ourselves and see where we're at Great stuff. That's new Galway goalkeeper Kevin Horgan. Kev, thanks for your time. And on my next visit to Galway to Eamon DC Park, I expect the drone to be there for my arrival to interview you. Absolutely. Sounds good. Great stuff, Kev. Have Thank a good you, season. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, you're on our Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast. First division preview with myself, Jamie Moore. Now, that was Galway against Shelburne. The next game we're going to preview is Cabin Teeley against Bray. And the reason for that is Bray are the second favourites for the league title. So in a few minutes, we're going to hear from Pat Devlin. But first, I caught up with Bray manager, Gary Cronin, and his new captain, Paul Keegan. So it's our first division focus here on the League of Ireland podcast with um, Paul Keegan and Gary Cronin. Uh, Gary, you're suited and booted for the start of the new season. Your thoughts on the voyage ahead, your first kind of full season in charge of Bray? Yeah, really looking forward to it, you know, and um, worked hard in the off-season trying to put a, a good squad together, good um, good lads and experienced lads with the young players that have come in as well. So it all tells when the, when the league starts and the games start k- k- getting going, so really looking forward to it. Paul, I'm not sure how many pre-seasons you have under your belt at this stage, but how was the first one as a Bray player gone? Still tough enough. They're not getting any easier, you know what I mean? Uh, I think we've done a lot of good work and we have had some good pre-season games and good results and... You know, we're still building a team, but, you know, we look we look good together so far. Why did you sign for Bray? To be honest, Gaz sold it to me and, and the owner. Like, you know, I think that the plans they had in place and they wanted to build, you know what I mean, a, a good team, you know, for years to come, you know what I mean, getting the community involved. And they just sold it to me, really, and I wanted to get on board with it. And I always say it's better to be on a club on the way up than a club on the way down. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Gary, it's definitely a different club even now than when you took the job towards the end of last season with the new owner and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on off the pitch as well. How have things moved since you've taken the job to now? Because the squad is really good and there's lots of stuff going on off the pitch and the club definitely has a better image in the public eye than it had even a year ago. Yeah, the, the thing for me when I went in, I, I knew that was coming. Obviously, the chairman very enthusiastic and he's made a lot of changes off the field. I thought it was important from my point of view to uh, sort of have a fresh start with the play, from the playing uh, point of view as well and that's why I made so many changes um, because like Paul was saying there the club was on the up there's a lot of initiatives gone in and I just felt that whole fresh start from, from, from top to bottom was uh, was needed so that's what we're trying to do it'll be difficult it won't be easy at all uh, but we'll try and enjoy it as we go How did you go about building your squad because the off season for League of Ireland managers is a, very, is a very busy period even maybe as busy as when you're in season Yeah I mean obviously you've Plucked on experience from previous managers, particularly with uh, when I was at the time at Longford with Cuzzo, and uh, you look at one or two things there. But uh, I think it was important to get the experience. Um, I was never going to have a team of, you know, Cork City players or Dundalk players with the vast experience that they have. So it was important for me to get those two or three experienced lads. And I think I, I got really quality experience. I had obviously with Paul and his experience, and 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 then Gabriel Sava with his experience with Dundalk and. We have Huey Douglas there, obviously local Bray lad, there's a lot of Premier football behind them and, and uh, obviously other players. So I was delighted with the, the mix of um, experienced players and, and the young lads that I have coming through. Yeah, Paul, I saw your friendly away to Shamrock Rovers in Roadstone and you guys really tried to play out from the back and pass it. I know the pitches this time of year might not be great, but what sort of style do you think your team will play? And as a centre midfield player, your role in that, trying to link defence and attack? Yeah, I think, look, you know what I mean, Gaz is you know, a young manager. He wants to play, he wants to pass the ball and you know, we're not afraid to mix it up either. You know, I think... Uh, you know, different circumstances will lead to different games and, you know, we'll always want to play, we want to pass and we honestly want to put on a, on a good game for all the fans to come out and watch us and to show good football. But, you know, we, we want to win games as well. So, you know, it's getting that balance right and, uh, you know, get us out of the division, you know what I mean? So, we'll see how we go. Yeah, of course, yourselves and Shells have been tipped by everybody, including the bookies, to be the top two and, and to be fighting out for promotion. But the league will be tougher than that, as, as you've experienced, Gary, in your time, you know, at Longford and stuff. It's not just as easy as you've got the two best squads on paper. You're going to win the league. Yeah, we've seen that in 2014 when, when we signed like Stephen Rice, Pat Sullivan, Pat Flynn and uh, Kevin O'Connor. We had a fantastic um, group of players. And sure, at one stage there was talk of, uh, of the manager getting sacked because we didn't have a good start. So it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, I don't look, really look at it like that, to be perfectly honest with you. I look at the squads that are built throughout the, throughout the league and I think it's going to be the toughest force division in many years. So uh, 
taken nothing for granted. It's going to be difficult for us to win games and we'll make it difficult for other teams to win games. It'll be a competitive league. Finally, Paul, just checking the fixtures here. You're uh, away to Cabin Tilly first up. A nice local derby, quarter to eight on Friday of next week, of course, because it's a week later as well. Your thoughts on that game and trying to start with a win against uh, the other local team in the league? Yeah, it's obviously a close game, you know, and uh, there'll be a bit of a bit of spice in it, no doubt. Um, I think it'll be a tough game and, you know, first 15, 20 minutes of any of any opening game, especially the first game of the season, is going to be lively and it's all about, you know, using the experience that we do have to calm the lads down, get a foothold in the game and, and take it from there. Let's look, lads. Thanks a million. Cheers, Jamie. Thanks a lot. Pat Devlin, how are you? I'm good, Jamie, and yourself? Good, thank you. We're um, two weeks away from your league start. What's your thoughts on uh, the voyage ahead? Yeah, it's going to be a tough league. Um, Bray coming down. Shells look very strong. Longford will be good. Drada, um, Galway. Oh, very strong league. How's your off-season gone? Gone quite well. We have a lot of new players. Uh, we have about uh, 15, 16 new players. We're bringing a few up from the 19s who have progressed right throughout the club. Really impressed with that over the last two years. So, you know, two years ago, we didn't have anyone. So, you know, we have it, you know. So, it's up to ourselves. We've got a, a real chance. Go and give it a go, you know. How would you reflect on the project overall so far, a couple of years in now? Two years ago, we didn't have a player. Uh, now we've got 26, 27 players. A lot of them have come through the youths, the, the 17s, 19s. Um, really happy the way it's gone. We've lost a few, and you know that's fine. That's football. You know, you, some come and go. But overall, what we're left with, we're thrilled, and what we brought in, we're thrilled. And we have, you know, financial restraint. So what we, where we're at, I'm happy with. But uh, the big game for us, we're playing Bray in the first game, uh, Shells in the second, Longford, Drogheda. I mean, really tough start. So we need to get a good start, and we need to sort of play well, and we need to attract a few more fans and build up the atmosphere and get the brand really going. So I think we've done that over the last two years, uh, and hopefully now it'll move on. We started a, a new academy for under 12s. We, we're not only just taking one team, we're taking uh, all of them, 65 kids, and that's, that's going to be a real start for us as well. Yeah, you mentioned the start to your season, probably the two teams tipped by everybody to be the top two. What's your thoughts on, on trying to pick up some points in the opening games? Yeah, you know, very difficult. You just take each game as it comes, to be honest with you, Jamie. I mean, uh, Bray, it's really Cabin Tilly versus St. Joseph's. I know they won't like me saying that, but it is. And it's quite a unique game for the Borough, and uh, it should be quite interesting. They've signed very well, and they're a good side. And it's not the Bray I knew, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's Bray Wanderers and it's Cabin Tilly. So uh, it'd be quite intriguing getting a couple of points there. It'd be well worth it. And the playoffs obviously are important for all clubs like Cabin Tilly who might not win the league, but if you can be in the hunt for fourth come the final series of games, you'll be happy to try and give it a real go. Well, look, like everybody else, we're going to be there to win the league. But I do, I do totally agree with you. If we get to the playoffs, it'll be a fantastic season. And Pat, just finally, the, the off-season break has been quite long. How excited are you again? You know, you've been in the league for I don't know how many years just to actually really get going again with your team again for 2019. Yeah, we've been off since September, but it doesn't feel like that, to be quite honest, because, you know, players are gone from you, trying to re-sign players, you're trying to organise gear, equipment, training facilities and so on. And yeah, but it's been a long time, but here we are. We're right on the top of it now and we're looking forward to it. Happy to look. Cheers, Jamie. Yeah, that's the Cabin Teeley first team manager and director of football, Pat Devlin, and before him, Bray boss Gary Cronin and Paul Keegan. They meet in Stradbrook on Friday at 7.45. Now, another team fancy to push towards the top of the table are Drawdy United. They welcome Cove Ramblers to United Park at a quarter to eight on Friday. And here's their manager, Tim Clancy, who was very well-dressed at the league launch. With the Drawdy manager, Tim Clancy. Tim, you're definitely the best dressed here today. Tell us about your lovely blazer. Uh, that's a Christmas present from the wife, so I had to put it on. Very nice. Uh, Tim, your thoughts on the season ahead? It's a long off-season, even longer for the First Division clubs. You you know, went so close last year and you'd be hopeful to try and go on better this year. 
Yeah, Jamie, you know, it is a very, very long uh, off-season and that. And I suppose this stage now, everyone just wants to get the season started. Uh, we've had a good pre-season. Um, no injuries, which is the main main thing in pre-season. The players are looking fit. So, yeah, we dropped uh, we dropped out last year in the semi-final of the playoffs against Finn Harps. And there wasn't a lot in, in many of the games in the first division. And hopefully this year will be as competitive. Yeah, you know, the, the season looks really nicely set up. Shelburne, who you were linked with in the off-season. Bray have invested well. You guys went close last year. Longford, teams coming down from the Premier. We're not sure what they'll be like as well. So what's your thoughts on, on trying to end up in that top four and have a chance to get promoted as you did the year just gone? Yeah, it'll be difficult. Um, Shells, are listen, they look like they're the ones that everyone will be chasing. And rightly so, with the squad they've put together and the investment that they've had in there. So um, Bray will be, will be very good. They've had good, good results in pre-season. I've seen Longford play a couple of times as well, and Neil will have them playing really well. So, obviously with Galway, Limerick, you have the two teams uh, with Bray and Limerick coming down. You have um, Atlone have signed a lot of very good players as well. So we know it's going to be very competitive, and listen, we'll try and stay live uh, as live in many games as possible, and hopefully near the end of the season we'll be up there. Yeah, your opening game is against your friend Stephen Henderson at home on, on Friday week, the week after the Premier Division starts, and. They'll be coming to United Park, hopefully as well. Cove had a couple of good seasons. They dropped off last year, but it should be an interesting start for both teams. Yeah, Hendo's listen, he's overachieved massively with with his resources down in Cove, and um, it's good to get them at home this this uh, this season twice. We were a difficult place to go down there last year, and especially with the first day of the season, everyone's looking forward to it. And we're probably hoping that maybe the travelling on the day might give us a little bit of an advantage. So we're certainly happy to be at home uh, starting off. But listen, we know every game is going to be difficult and. Um, if we can get off to a good start then we go into Longford the week after and it's a toss of a coin most of the games this season Yeah, how is your uh, captain Jake Hoyle he broke his leg late last season as well and it was awful time and going into the playoffs well, how is he and when do you expect him to be back? Yeah, Jake's done really well um, that's the main benefit of a long off season is it gives players um, a good bit of time to recover uh, Jake, he's back jogging now and listen, we're hoping to have him back in the next month or so probably uh, we're not going to rush him. It was a long injury he had, and it's a very serious injury. But um, Jay coming back in in a month's time, six weeks' time, will be like a new signing for us anyway. And um, it'll certainly bolster our squad going forward. And um, we're looking forward to getting him back because he's a big player for us. Yeah, speaking of new signings, you signed Thomas Byrne from St. Patsy, wore the captain's armband in the second half of the friendly at Richmond on Friday as well. Like, unbelievable player. Talking to Conor Byrne recently, one of the best he's ever seen, but has a, a little bit of a temper. How will you keep him cool to be the great player that he can be in, in your hopeful promotion push? Um, listen, Thomas, people are saying he has a temper and whatnot. If you look, he was reacting to tackles. He's probably the most foul player in the country. Every game he gets fouled 15, 20 times, and a lot of it is cynical fouls because he's a small kid, but he's very strong and he's wiry. And listen, as he's touched on there, his, his ability is unbelievable. And it's one of the ones that we've got to try and get Thomas to play at the best of his ability. And he's a player I've tried to speak to early on in the off season, and I ended up getting a good conversation with him. And, um, we're over the moon to get him into into draw and he could be one that would help us finish as high up the table as possible and just finally ask Neil Fenn the same question about Shells and Bray being the two highly tipped ones probably the two biggest budgets as well he said he definitely wants to try and you know be above them this season I know you'll be the same and you know on paper it's not always what happens in the league matches themselves as we've seen but we also have seen the likes of Limerick and Waterford with the bigger budgets have gone up yeah listen I think whoever finishes above Bray and Shells will be sitting at the top of the league I'd say come the end of the season and we're hoping that we can be in the mix um, for as long as possible and we know it's not going to be easy for us um, with the resource that we have compared to other clubs but there is four or five four or five teams that will be challenging up the top of the top of the table and um, certainly I think there's an improvement in the 
overall standard of squads in the first division, so it's going to be another very exciting season. Tim Clancy, thanks a million. Best of luck. No worries, Jay. Thanks. Yeah, it's the Off the Ball League of Ireland podcast, our first division preview. Now, we missed a couple of managers and players at the League of Ireland launch during the week because, to be honest, trying to catch all 20 clubs in the space of a couple of hours is uh, quite difficult. One of those men who I missed was the uh, Cove Ramblers manager, Stephen Henderson, who joins me on the line now. Hendo, how are you? Great, Jamo. How are you, my friend? Great, thanks, sir. Now, Stephen has a bit of a head cold, a bit of man flu, and they say karma is a bitch, right? And some videos on your Twitter page of your players basically being tortured on an army training camp, and you laughing in the background of the video. So they've kind of uh, caught up on you now. Uh, no, they hadn't been tortured. It was a great fun day for for everybody involved. Uh, you see, Shane, Shane, you've seen the video of Shane and Dave. They they, they were actually very much enjoyed. <laughs> everything that was happening to them that day. It was a brilliant day for us, Jamie. Um, we've a lot of new players in the squad. I think we've about 10 or 11 new lads in this year. So it was kind of important that we come up with something that everybody gets to know each other much better. And these kind of events, it was it was a bond and it wasn't, we didn't go mad with it. Um, we done one with these lads a few years ago. There's still lads traumatised from that one. But this one was much, uh, much more relaxed and just more about lads getting to know each other. But yeah, I, I had a great time looking at it. <laughs> yes, I actually have a small clip here. Now, I know this is a phone interview, but have a quick listen. This is one of uh, Stephen's players being hosed in the face as a fourth. Have a quick listen. <laughs> right, look at me. Look at me. What is your name? Yes! In Swahili. Fucking Look at me. Look at me. Yes, excuse the language. Uh, so, uh, now, this was a team bonding exercise, which sounds great. Why was this player being hosed in the face with the rest of us all laughing at him? Well, it's... <laughs> You know, a part of it, Jamie, was they had to um, uh, they had to go and build a camp uh, in the in the woods. Uh, they were broken into five teams. They had to build a camp, and they had to have um, a fire, and they had to boil water, and they had to have the camp laid out in a manner that people could sleep in it. Shane's camp was was horrendous. The local wildlife uh, squirrels in the tree were laughing at it as well. <laughs> it was brutal. But uh, there was only Shane. I only got Shane because I thought he was funny. But the four lads in in that team, I got the same treatment. So uh, they got that for making a pretty disastrous uh, camping area. <laughs> That's what that was for. Very nice, very nice. And everyone, of course, in great form. All of the players and managers really looking forward to the campaign ahead. Stephen, we're a few days away now. We're speaking on Sunday, so this will go out during the week. Uh, you're opening again this weekend. And a long off-season, even longer for the First Division clubs. How's the off-season gone and how excited are you to get going again? Well, like, it's, a, it's a long off-season, isn't it, James? It's nearly six months before, between uh, competitive games. Uh so so it was long, and we had a lot of work to do in between that relative to Cove Ramblers. There's always work to do there. So uh, it, it did. It went by fairly quick. We could have done with an extra month. Now, I say that in jest, obviously. It's too long, six months. Uh, but, yeah, we got ourselves back um, pre-season, early January. Uh, the new players have knitted in really well. Um, you know, we've done our strength and conditioning work. All our, uh, we've played some really tough friendlies. We've played, uh, you know, the likes of Shamrock Rovers, Cork City, the Munster, Waterford, Pats, all, all really good games that we managed to get ourselves uh, uh, up against. And, and we performed really well in lots of them. Obviously, uh, there was mistakes made. Um, and pre-season is where you want them mistakes made. And pre-season is where we can look to fix those mistakes and get ourselves uh, ready for a very tough game away to draw it for the first match of the season. But it's one that we're looking forward to, Jamo. Yes, yeah, Stephen, and your last league game was actually at home to Drogheda on the 22nd of September, a 2-0 defeat at the end of last season. And your opening game of this season, away to Drogheda on the 22nd of February. So you got 22nd of September, October, November, December, January, February. So it's actually five months to the day. Yeah. Uh, that's just too long, isn't it? It's ridiculous, it is, yeah. 
And it's, uh, you know, it's all about momentum as well, isn't it, Jamie? Like, uh, you know, the field goes faster of uh, us getting to the, to the EA Sports Cup final. That's something that you could look to, uh, you know, really kind of drive home and, and, and use that publicity well to, to kind of garner more interest in the club. Well, you know, it's, it's five months ago, isn't it? It's six months ago since that happened. People have forgotten about it. So it's very difficult to kind of, you know, jump onto the tails of that positivity. So, uh, yeah, like you say, five months since the last league match, six months since the EA Sports Cup final. It's like we're just starting from scratch. Uh, but we're kind of used to that now, aren't we, at this stage? So just head down, just get on with it, prepare well. And, uh, you know, draw it uh, one of the favourites lately. So they're putting a really good squad there again together. Uh, you know, so it's a great start for us. Yeah, I suppose from the other side of things, Stephen, and I was at St. Pat's game against Cork the other night and all five League of Ireland Premier grounds were full and, you know, I believe there was real intensity with all the crowds and the players because, you know, the Premier off-season isn't as long as the First Vision, but it's still long. So I'm sure your players are all real hungry once kickoff comes to really get going and yourself as well. So it should lead, hopefully, to a really decent opening weekend, the fact that everyone has had to wait so long to get going again. They've had to wait so long, but there's a lot of credit due to the clubs, Jamie, uh, in terms of... Uh, you can really see in the in the social medias and, and the media itself how the clubs are promoting themselves. You know, all these outlets, they've really utilised to the full. I've been really impressed with all the clubs. And I was curious to see what the response would be. And then if you look at the grounds last night, it, it, there was a real sense of pride in how all the all the grounds were, were full. They were nearly all full, weren't they, Jamie? Yeah, I'm yeah, just trying to find my sheets here from the show. 4, yeah. it, uh, you look at hats, over 3,000 and I think bowls were sold out. You know, great crowd up in the dark, great crowd up in there. It's really great to see. And a lot of the credit has to go to the clubs there. You know, in terms of how they're utilising this social media, they're really taking it on to the next level. And they seem to be hitting, uh, talking to their to their supporters, to their core supporters. So uh, it was great to see that. But, so hopefully now that we can, we can get the same in the fourth division, that we can get the people out and come out and support it. Because there is some very good young players uh, playing their trade in this league, Jamie. Uh, some really good teams and you know the, we're back to the far far clubs with an opportunity to get themselves promoted in one guise or another so uh, it's going to be a really competitive season from start to finish so like you say because of the amount of time we spent off uh, you know the lads our lads were brilliant they came back nice and early uh, they've done their gym work they've got themselves into great physical condition but there's nothing nothing beats the actual uh, the match day experience going out and playing a competitive game of football and we're really looking forward to that now and Hendo, in 2016, you finished third in the league and you made it to the playoffs, losing in the end to Drogheda. The following season, you finished second in 2017, but of course, there was no playoffs in 2017 because of the league restructure. And, and last season, I think you finished eighth and, and really dropped off from you know the previous years when you were really up towards the top end of the table. How hopeful and confident are you to try and mount a push? You know, Maybe not for the title, because you know it's likely maybe one of the, the teams with the bigger budgets might do that, but to try and get near those playoffs and really keep your season going. Yeah, we were disappointed with the league form last year. But, you know, what we've done is we've, we've consistently overachieved with Cove Ambers. You know what I mean, Jamo? We're, we're, we're a club that was nearly shut down not so long ago. So we've had to come in and, and kind of change lots of things, particularly in the, the functions of the club. Uh, just to make sure that the club remains uh, sustainable. That, that That's always our goal at the start of the year. But for, this, for the last few years, to, to kind of get ourselves toward, we got into a quarter-final of the FAI Cup. We've won ourselves a Munster Senior Cup. We finished runners-up in the fourth division. We've managed to get to uh, an EA Sports Cup final. We're constantly overachieving. And, it, and it's great to see, but like, we were very disappointed in terms of where we finished in the league last year. Eight is not good enough. Uh, and there's no excuses for it whether amateur or not we have good players down here 
So uh, I think that's part of the reason we kind of had a look at it and said, right, it's time to freshen this up. Uh, we brought in a lot of new players, uh, so a little bit more experience uh, to help the younger players along, the likes of Turner's and uh, Shane O'Connor's been working really well in training, Stephen Kenny, Paul Hunt. Uh, these are boys that have good experience in the league that, you know, that, that we hope that can kick uh, the lads on and, and have a positive um, league campaign this year. Because in, without the Cup last year, uh, you know, the excitement to get into the final of that, like, I, looking at it in, the, in terms of the league, when you have nothing to play for, Jamie, it's, it's a horrible place to be. It's genuinely a horrible place to be, going out to play a game of football, knowing if you win, there's nothing for you, and knowing if you lose, there's nothing for you. It's just that kind of, you know, you're in that zone of, of no man's land, and it's, it's a horrible place to be. So we kind of want to use that experience with the players that not just have come in, but the players that were there last year and say, let's not have this happening again. Let's really focus on having a really positive uh, league campaign. Let's go and try and win every game we play. Let's see if we can win more than we can lose and just see where it takes us at the end of it. You know what I mean? Because there's some really, really good teams in there. Again, there's no real pressure on us. Uh, there's an awful lot of investment gone into the Shells, the Braves, the Longfords and all these. Uh, so like they're going to be favourites, rightly so. Credit to all their managers and staff. They've signed really good squads. But like you say, you know, uh, I think I think Galway were one of the favourites last year, weren't they? As were as were Longford. So uh, you know, they can have their favourites tags. It's how they react to that. But we walk away in the background and just see where and and, and do our business uh, quietly and see what happens. Great stuff, Hendel. Thanks a million. Have a good season. Thanks a million, Jamie. The Cove boss Stephen Henderson and before him Tim Clancy of Draw United speaking to us on our Off the Ball League of Ireland podcast First Division special. That's three games down and two games to go. In a moment we'll preview it loan against Wexford but first it's time for Limerick and Longford and we'll begin with the home side and their manager Tommy Barrett and he's followed by the Longford boss Neil Fenn. Longford manager Neil Fenn, how are you? Very good Jamie, thank you. Neil, you've had many League of Ireland pre-seasons as a player and as a manager. You're getting ready for the big kickoff again? Yeah, we're here at a launch today so um, it's, it's good to see it being publicised the way it is and seeing all the managers now and we're preparing for the new season How does pre-season work for a League of Ireland manager because it's quite hectic It's hectic it's a very busy time and you know you're, 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 you're playing different friendlies in different places it's always a hard time to judge trying to get players minutes trying to treat with injured players and, and um, it's, it's, it's quite a busy time yeah how have you gone about putting your squad together for this year? Because you've lost a couple, but you've also added a couple of really good players as well. Yeah, the, the main focus at the start of the season was trying to keep the, the ones we had. They were the main, they were the priority. Um, obviously, we lost a few that, that I didn't want to lose, but we did. Um, so then we had to replace them and, and get some new some new bodies in, a little bit of experience as well. Um, so we're looking good at the moment. Is that hard, given you're a first division club and there are clubs in the Premier who have more money and can just take players effectively every year because they're not on longer term contracts? Yeah, it's, it's difficult trying to keep a good squad together. Obviously, if you've got players that have done well in, in your season before in the first division, they'll go or, they, or they'll, they'll want to go if, um, if a team wants to sign them. So you're just trying to convince them that Longford's the best place for them to play and, and, and try and get, get another year out of them and hopefully try and get promoted. But no, we're happy with the lads we've brought in as well. We're delighted with the, with the squad we've got. Yeah, I've seen you guys once in pre-season, one of the pre-season games in the AUL on a freezing cold night as well. I know you played Dundalk recently and, and you know, you've played Cork, you've played a couple of top teams in the Premier and competed quite well in those games. Yeah, we've done well. The, the, the main focus in pre-season is the fitness, obviously, and, and, and getting lads game time. We, um, we, we're delighted with, with how that's gone. The, the performances in pre-season have been good, but you can't read too much into pre-season. As you know, it's a, it's, it's a difficult time. You don't know the load people are, or teams, are, uh, what they're doing the day before matches and, and everything else. Some lads are tired or, or whatever. So we've got Cliftonville this week in another, in another friendly away, so we've had some good friendlies. Yeah, Shell's and Bray tip by everybody to, to win the league year. Hopeful to spring a little surprise and be involved in that race. 
No, well, I think they're probably just looking at the squads and, and, and the investment. They're probably the two favourites. But, you know, that's, that's not to say we won't be up there and we won't be giving it a crack. And finally, away to Limerick in the opening game. They've had a, a kind of mixed off season and, you know, lost some players. And there was news this week that they're going to have a consortium to back them up financially this year as well. So probably a bit of an unknown that you're going to face. A little bit, yeah. I mean, they, they, they've got a good squad. I saw them out in the AUL play and, and they're a young physical team with, with a couple of older heads as well with, with Kelly and Williams. So no, they'll be a good squad. Neil Fenn, thanks for being a best of luck. No problem. Limerick manager Tommy Barrett, welcome to the League of Ireland podcast on Off the Ball. Tommy, how are you? Good, Jamie. Thanks yourself. Good, thanks, Tommy. Not too bad. Now we're in the week leading into the start of the new first division season. Your overall feelings and thoughts and excitement on the year ahead? Yeah, looking forward to draw. Was looking forward to get going. You know, um, obviously, uh, from an expectation point of view, I think uh, we'll just try to finish as high as possible. You know, there's no real expectations on the group. Massive. Um, promotion hopes or anything like that but uh, I think we need to build I think we need to put a plan in place and stick to that plan and and hopefully you know develop our own local players and give them a few years in the first division or you know at least um, you know start producing more locally based players and and, uh, and not probably getting ourselves into debt or anything like that you know so that, that's what I would be saying suggesting anyway to do you know Tommy how would you look back on last year overall like it was a very tough season for yourselves 36 games in the Premier League just 7 wins like 75 goals conceded and a real real tough year to you know to be the manager of a team that was struggling and there were financial issues and the crowds were down and, and I'm sure it wasn't a very enjoyable year overall No but you know you learned a lot you know it was my first first job I suppose I learned a lot from last year um, you know it was a difficult, yeah, 100%. It was a difficult season. Um, you know, I suppose there's lots of things. I suppose first and foremost, you have to look at yourself and what, what I could have done better. And uh, I suppose, you know, there's a few things tactically at, at some stages in some games I probably was a bit naive, um, particularly in the, against the bigger teams. Um, so, you know, that was a learning for me. Um, you learned the last uh, how to, you know, deal with the media, deal with the fans, uh, managing up. Um, probably managing the players and 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 addressing them is, and coaching and stuff is still probably the easier part um, of the job of a league of Ireland manager. And certainly down here anyway. So um, yeah, that was that was probably the learnings, you know. But look, it, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's a game of football. Um, there's more important things in life. Obviously, it's very important. But uh, you know, you have to put things into perspective too. Yeah, Tommy. Now some news from the club this week. A tweet on Monday, Limerick FC are pleased to announce that a local consortium have committed to financially supporting the club throughout the 2019 season. This support is to ensure financial stability going forward and to prepare the club for a mutually agreeable takeover at the end of 2019. Tommy, can you just explain to us a bit more about this, exactly what it is, who's putting the money forward and how much of a boost it is to you as a manager to hopefully know that, as this statement says, there will be financial stability and I know that the chairman... You know, Pat O'Sullivan in recent years has been asking for help financially and it looks like he's got it. Yeah, there's the, the main sponsors. You know, Daily Car Sales have sponsored um, um, and the Daily Family have put in money last year as well and supported Pat as sponsors. And it's my understanding that they're sponsoring this year as well um, and they've given that financial boost. But uh, I don't think we'll see too much um, you know, activity on the pitch with regard to recruiting players and that, you know, so it's just helping Pat out to probably see us out this year and um, and I don't know much about the consorting or the takeover, to be honest. Um, uh, 
uh, and like you know, but there's a long way between now and the end of the season. And you know, if that happens at the end of the year, you know, we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah, and like in in terms of of the chairman Pat O'Sullivan, as I mentioned, like you know, he's put in a huge amount of money in recent years as well, and I'm sure he's happy to have some help. And it is fair to say that you know help is needed, and the club does need help to help to try and get back towards where you guys feel it should be. Yeah, it does. But it's, again, Jamie, going back to my 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 original point, I think you know the definition definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over, and just if you're going to just pump money into the first team. And you're going up, and you're, you know, you're going, because the last two times we went up, you know, there were significant budgets in the last twenty years, uh, and we had a lot of external players, you know, from outside the region, a lot of good Dublin lads, and you know, Cork lads, and, and the likes of that who have, you've come down and, and and done very well for us, and but then you know they're they're gone again. Then when you know we were in the Premier League, and it cost us a lot of money to run those teams. And then you end up getting relegated again, you know. So, we, again, as I said, we need to get our academy right, start producing our own players. We, ha- we have been producing, this, there's more and more lim- our players from this region playing around the league now, you know, and maybe get those boys back and bring them home. Um, and whereas it's not costing us as much as it has in the past and put a proper structure and a proper plan in place where, where we build, we build and create our identity again, really, you know, and and what we're about, and and, and build a proper structure around the club. Um, we've tried that and we've done it, and uh, to an extent, but I still think more needs to be done, you know, um, and uh, to develop our training base and the proper facilities as well is vital. And if we get those all those things right, I think you know we have a chance. Limerick hosts Longford at the Markets Field in Limerick at a quarter to eight this Friday. The final game of the weekend is also at the same time in Athlone Town Stadium. Their brand new AstroTurf pitch. They welcome Wexford FC. Of course, these two clubs have been bottom of the first division for the previous two seasons. They'll be hopeful to turn that around this coming campaign. Jack Doherty of Wexford will join us in just a second. But first, I've been speaking to the Athlone gaffer, Terry Butler. With the Athlone manager, Terry Butler. Terry, your thoughts on the, on the season ahead for Athlone? You've had a full off-season in charge and you've signed your squad and you're ready to go. Yeah, really looking forward to getting it going. Obviously, it's been a long off-season, so really looking forward to getting 22nd to come around. Can't come around quick enough now at this stage for everybody, you know. Yeah, Athlone in recent seasons haven't always been overly organised in off-season. I think that's fair to say. This season, they're very well organised. You've got a big squad. You've been training, friendly games as well. Does it feel like a different Athlone town this season? Absolutely, yeah. We've you know, we've, we've brought in the people that we thought would do a job this year and, and go and help us compete. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's been very good. I'm very happy with the, the, the off-season preparations. Yeah, and you've used lots of friendly games even before Christmas, which... Mostly Ireland players are off at that stage, but you were back in early looking at a number of players. You probably looked at 30 or 40 players across the time. At least, yeah. Uh, we said with Mitchell spoke to a lot of players in, 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 the, in the off season. So when we got players in that, you know, we thought we were going to sign, obviously to get some friendlies before. And players were eager to get back. Obviously, players being players want to play ball. So it gave us a good opportunity to have a look at a few players and, and, and bring them in. Yeah, you played your first friendly game at home in the new at Lone Town Stadium Astro against Sligo the other day as well. What's the, the service like? And it'll be a massive addition to the club in terms of the service for the team to play on the underage teams, maybe training and maybe able to, to monetize it and make some money off it as well. Great facility down there now. Uh, credit to the committee for, uh, for putting her in. Um, 
the pitch is excellent. Obviously, the, the first match, there was still a little bit of you know the brushing in type of stuff to be done on it, but uh, it was much different now against Finn Harps on uh, last Saturday. It's settled a little bit. We'll probably take one or one or two matches to settle, but it's getting good use at the moment. Uh, there was a schools final on it last, uh, I think last Tuesday, and there was 700 people at it. So it's great, great facility for the Midlands. Did you play Sligo there as well, or am I mad? We played Sligo first and uh, okay, Finn Harps. Played yeah. twice there, okay. Um, so in terms of the squad you've signed as well, you know, previous couple of years at Lone have been at the bottom of the league and it's not been, you know, confidence maybe in issues as well. What's your hope for the season itself, given Shells and Bray are tipped to win it, but then there's a number of clubs who are, you know, you're not sure where they might finish and that'll depend clearly, obviously, on results. Well, obviously last year, Jamie, was about playing and participating in, in, in the league with the, with the squad that we have. Uh, but this year, as you said, we did good preparation, so let's try going and compete and do as well as we can. And just finally looking at the fixtures here, you're home to Wexford in the opening night of the season. Great home game to get. Hopefully a little crowd will come out as well. And they've struggled in recent years too. Not sure how they'll do this year, but you'll be hopeful to pick up three points to open the season and start with a confident win. Yes, it's important to go off to a good start with the, with the league. Uh, obviously there's huge expectations on a, on a, on a brand new pitch. Again, it's a, it's a completely rebranding for the club inside and out. And yeah, we are expecting to start bringing the, the spectators back in with the brand of football we're, we're, we're going to try to play. Terry Butter, best of luck. Thanks. Thanks, Jamie. Wexford's Jack Doherty. Welcome to the League of Ireland podcast. Jack, how are you? Not too bad, Jamie. That's us. Great stuff, Jack. Really looking forward to the First Division kickoff this Friday. I know all you guys in the First Division are as well. First of all, just talk us through how you've ended up signing for Wexford and your hopes for the year ahead. Uh, yeah, I was um, I was away in America for three months. I went over to play with Darl Cavan and that over there for a while. Just to take a bit of time out, go over and see what it was like over there. And Brian and David Breen got on to me then and I ended up coming back here and signed with Wexford and looking forward to getting getting going. Yeah, the route of going to America is something that a lot of League of Ireland players in recent years have, have had a look at. Some are still there, some are in Canada, some have come home as well. What was that experience like and how come you didn't end up staying there longer? Uh, I would love to stay there longer, but it's tough to get the the visas now, but if I would get a visa, I would definitely go back. Like to, It was a great experience like and I if anyone was thinking of doing it, they should go and do it. Like, cause it's, it's something you regret. Cause I put it off for a long time. I was kind of saying, "Will I go? Won't I go?" And then I just said, "Look, I'll bite the bullet," and I went. And then I, I came back then before Christmas, cause coming up to Christmas, you want to see your family and all that. So I just came back before Christmas and ended up staying. And so it, down the line, I might go back again. I don't know yet. Yeah, is there much of a difference in standard? I know you've been around, like you've you played here, you've played for Waterford, Limerick and Longford, you've played local football, you were in the UK with Ipswich as well and you've been over in America. What sort of comparisons would you make with the standard over there to the places you've been before? And I know the places you've been before have been quite varied as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it, the standard is very good over there. There's some good players, like a lot of uh, ex-MLS players playing. You've players coming from all over too. You've players from Italy... Uh, Sweden, Germany, like, and there's some good players, and they all just like to play ball because it's it's all artificial grass over there. So there's not really much long ball because the ball just carry on. But the boys, they like they like to play over, there and it's suited kind of players coming like myself. I like to play, so that's why I, I kind of fitted in fairly well when I went over because. They all like to play ball too, so it was, kind of, it was good in that sense. You're back now, Jack. Of course, you've signed for Wexford and you were at the launch, as we mentioned, during the week as well. New manager for Wexford in Brian O'Sullivan, a man who I did my UEFA A license with a few years ago. And, you know, lots of new signings and Wexford, of course, have really struggled in the league for the last couple of years. So what are the thoughts and hopes of the year ahead and how has pre-season gone? Yeah, it's, it's a little after getting a good 
Danny Furlong is back there as well, you know. So there's a few players coming back in, and to be fair, the preseason is just trying to get boys fit and get the team together because new faces in, new manager, and you know, you wouldn't really look too much into preseason results, boys. Like you know, you just you try to get fit, you try to blend with the team, coach, and that's all. I, look, we're we able to run, take it game by game, try to finish up as high as we can, get as much points as we can on the board, and you know, like. We, you could say what people are writing us off straight away, but like I won't be writing anyone off. Like you know, it's, a league is a league. You have to go out, you have to play the game, the game out in the field, and if we can pick up points as we go along and see how we finish at the end of the season, I hope we we do well. We'll try to get as much points as we can and try to finish as high as we can. You know. Yeah, Jack. The last two League of Ireland First Division seasons, 2017 and 2018, Wexford and Athlone ended up as the bottom two. Two much-changed teams this year in terms of new managers and lots of new players as well. You faced them away at the Atlone Town Stadium on Friday. New Astro there as well, which will mean the pitch will be decent as well. So yeah. both teams will really feel, given the league position the last two years, even though it's the first game, it's an important one to pick up points against someone who's been around you in the table for the last couple of years. Yeah, it will. It sure will. It'll be, it'll be a tough game as well, you know. And they'll have to sign a few good players too. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. It's, both teams are going to want to do well, so start off the season in the right way you're not going to want to lose like you know so you just want to go up there if you can get three points so it'll be a bonus like well we'll go up there try we'll try to get three points we're going to try play and hopefully we get three points and see how we finish then you know but it's going to be a tough game like every game in that league is going to be tough you know a lot of teams have strengthened so it's going to be a good division this year and Jack, finally, as I mentioned, you've had a few different clubs in different countries around the place as well, and you've been playing a little bit of local football before you went off to America. What are you doing with yourself away from football? Because I know when, when you were younger, you would have been an underage international and, and had the dream to be a full-time footballer, and you have had that before, and you're playing part-time now at Wexford. So what are you doing away from the pitch? Yeah, I was, I've only kind of came back there the last month, so I'm going to go and look into doing personal training and that. You know, I'll be into me. I like fitness ways, so... That's something that I will look into down the line, doing uh, PT and that sort. We hope to get into that end of the side as well, you know. And of course, focusing on uh, the games for Wexford in the season, which begin this Friday, as I mentioned, away to Athlone. Jack, thanks a minute for your time. Have a good season. Yeah, Jamie, thank you. Yeah, great stuff from Jack Doherty of Wexford and Terry Butler of Athlone Town. That's one of five First Division games this weekend. Athlone-Wexford, Cabinteely against Bray, Drogheda against Cove, Galway-Shells and Limerick against Longford are the teams involved in that uh, first division race um, for pr- promotion, of course, and the playoffs as well. And we'll have a reaction from all of those games across our Off The Ball channels this weekend. And the best of luck to all of the clubs involved. Now, our League of Ireland podcast will be back during the week as well, of course, because our first division preview was an extra podcast this week. On the uh, full podcast, we're going to hear from Evan Ozam, who is out for the season, unfortunately, having picked up a serious injury uh, in UCD's pre-season. Christy McElliott is in charge of amputee football in Ireland, and the Amputee League of Ireland kicks off again this weekend with Bowles, Shamrock Rovers and Cork City involved. Cork are also going to represent Ireland in the Amputee Champions League, the first of its kind this coming May. And Sean Maguire, Preston and Ireland man, of course, formerly of Dundalk and Cork City, will join us as well. So that'll be on offtheball.com and all our social channels during the week. We will speak to you then, folks. Have a great week. See you, bye-bye. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. This is Off The Ball.